On episode 46 of The Gem on the Queen's Crown, I interview my good friend and prominent broadcaster, Michael Hearn. Michael calls sports in northwestern Ohio and also southwestern Ohio in the local Sunday sports scene. Welcome to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the podcast covering local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Anchor.fm, Acast, Radio Line, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Overcast.fm, Player.fm, Listen Notes, Radio Public, Podbay.fm, Audible, Playapod, Cloudcaster, GPotter.net, Feed, Pod Paradise, Digital Podcast, iVooks, Podcast Blaster, Podcast Pup, TheLeeWMallon.com, and GemCitySports.com. Music is provided by FreeStockMusic.com. Now, on to the podcast with your host, Lee W. Mowen. Before we start episode 46 on the Gem and the Queen's Crown, I'd like to bring to your attention, you can now listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast on Breaker, RSS Radio, Wooshka, and the first 12 episodes are now up on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash theleewmowen. RSS Radio and Breaker are iOS only at the moment, but Breaker is trying to work on a Google app, so hopefully that comes in very, very soon. Very excited about being part of these new platforms. And also, this podcast is now available on Wooshka. Two O's, two A's at the end, Woosh in front, and Ka at the end. Wooshka. I believe they're an Australian podcasting company. Again, new platforms are RSS Radio, Breaker, Wooshka, and the first 12 episodes are up on YouTube, and this podcast will soon hit on my Mixcloud account, mixcloud.com slash theleewmowen, unless something pops up between now and then, but let's hope not. So, let's begin episode 46. Michael, how are you doing today? Great, how are you? I'm fantastic, and thanks for joining me on this episode of the Gem and the Queen's Crown. It's my pleasure. Michael Hearn, like I mentioned, is a broadcaster, a prominent sportscaster, mostly around the northern Ohio area, but will call games in southwest Ohio. So, Michael, let's begin. Where are you from? A little town called Spencerville, Ohio, which is about halfway between Salina and Lima. Which is perfect because 75 and 33 and 30 are all close to my house, so I can get anywhere in a matter of hours. That's not a bad setup. I mean, those are pretty big roads to get wherever you need. And Spencer must be pretty popular because he has his own ville. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's had, he's had it for a little bit. He didn't have roads where he was going. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need roads. Good, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> Hey, I, I like references. This is going to be a good episode, I know. 
just good. That's my. Out. That's pretty much my whole life, and now I have to deal with uh, younger adults. I'll call them that. <laughs> I say things like that, and they just look at me blank. Yeah, I feel like I've become the get off my lawn cane shaking guy, and I'm only thirty, so I, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. I turned thirty six in a couple of days, and I'll make references that I think are just hysterical, and kids will just look at me when I say stuff like, "I don't understand why is this guy still talking about this." <laughs> Michael, when I feel you- like I feel like Marty Bannister at times. You feel like Marty Bannister at times. He's a good guy. He's another broadcaster. But he's he's one who, and he'll tell you, he did it to me last night, actually. He made a reference on social media that uh, he said he had to explain to someone on Twitter that I thought was hysterical. So, it, hey, if becoming Marty is the worst thing that happens to me, I'm all right with it. I felt like he didn't get that I was, I knew that one Justin Bieber was talking about. It's Shane Bieber, which is really cool to think that just a couple years back, I see him at fifth third field against the Dragons with Lake County, and now he's with Cleveland. That's the same way I feel about Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback for the Bears. I did a bunch of his high school games in uh, the Cleveland area. He went to Mentor High School and uh, before he went to North Carolina, and then he's the number two pick in the draft. It's amazing. It's, I mean, I'll get to this a little bit later, but we covered Luke Kernard's last flying to the hoop game several years ago, and now he's with the Detroit Pistons. Yep, and I, I had done a couple of his high school games before that, too, and yeah, it, it's cool. I, I think Marty and I have actually joked about this a couple of times. It just shows that you've been around long enough. Yeah, and it's really cool to think that, you know, these kids that are playing sports now, you'll see them in the professional level. Yeah, and, and that's the hope. There are a couple of uh, kids that I cover on a pretty regular basis uh, throughout the course of the year, I'm pretty sure. Before long, I'm going to be saying, hey, remember when? <laughs> what all do you cover? <laughs> this is, uh, how long do you have? Uh, hey, my longest episode's been close to 2, 2.15, 2 hours, 15 minutes, so, yeah. Well, I got let's that. see. So far, football, basketball, baseball. I did hockey once. I was terrible at it. Doc Emmerich is not very thrilled with me. Um, let's see. We, I did college lacrosse this year for the first time. Well, that's cool. That was different. Uh, I was not good at it, but it kind of makes me strive to be better. Uh, water polo in the Cincinnati area. Mason, and, right? uh, yeah, Mason and Princeton. Oh, nice. And then, um, what else? Pro wrestling. I feel like there's something I'm missing. Pretty much if they have uh, room to do something. And, and sometimes, as you know, that's not even a thing. But I'll just oh, show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll think of it. There's something. There's pretty much every sport you can get your hands on in Ohio. I mean, you're you're the man in Northwest Ohio. I mean, you're covering nah, a lot of I don't even rank that way. You don't what now? I don't even rank in that, that poll, but... I did, you know what, like, it, it's funny you say that, and, and I appreciate the sentiment, but it doesn't, I don't know, up here, it's a very odd landscape, and I know I'm jumping ahead a couple of things, but that's all right. it doesn't necessarily mean anything. All that matters to me, and I've, I've told people this for years, is that at the end of the day, 
the kids are put in the best light. Anything else is nice, but it, it's like topping on a Sunday, you know? And I agree with you. I mean, the big thing is the athletes themselves, and you're just bringing it to the people that couldn't be at the venue. So I get that. I'm just a guy fortunate enough to be able to tell stories for a living, have people enjoy those stories, and me not have to go dig ditches. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just am very much a – I don't like a lot of, you know, manual labor. No, I get of. that. And plus with digging ditches, how many stories can you possibly, you know, dig up? Oh, I just I just caught what I did there. Dig up. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Indiana Jones had some cool stories. Yeah, he did. It's always about snakes. Does <laughs> it always have to be snakes? The dog's name was Indiana. <laughs> I like that. Um, you mentioned this. I know you said you skipped ahead, but that's okay. What's the sports scene differences, like the main differences between Northwestern Ohio and Southwestern Ohio? See, people get mad when I talk about this because I've spent significant time in both. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, <laughs> in a former life, I guess, be uh, a sports director at a TV, a small, small TV station down around Springfield. And when we do games down there, I would notice it was perceived differently. It was, and I talked to my wife about this, who's from the Cleveland area about how other areas are different than up here, because up here, everybody wants everything covered. Like everybody would love to have it. And down there, it seems like, it's not as easy of a thing, and I'm sure you know this, to kind of break into because it's almost as if it's like, yeah, you're doing that. That's nice. But if you're not doing, you know, you mentioned Luke Kennard when he was at Franklin. If you're not doing that game, you know, well, why are you going to do, I don't know, say Tip City? You know, why wouldn't you be doing the number one game all the time? And it's just, it's a shift of, it's odd for me to look at because I did uh, like 250 games last year, I think somewhere somewhere in that neighborhood. Which now that I hear it out loud, it seems like a lot. That is a lot. Um, but again, I'm blessed that that's my full time job because I have a wife that has an amazing job and believes in me. But uh, it's 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 just different. I don't know how to explain it. People up here are so appreciative of having everything covered. And I don't mean it to sound like people down there aren't, but it's just, it's a different kind of thing. Uh, People up here just love when you show up, no matter what, you know, it might be TV, TV, newspaper, internet, radio, radio, whatever it is. They just, they love their sports on a different kind of level. And it's probably because as a whole, there's not as much to do up here. I get that. I mean, Cincinnati and Dayton are very, you know, populous areas. There's a lot of stuff to do down here, whereas up north, you live in the country, and, I mean, the biggest cities you have up there is Lima, Bowling Green, Toledo. Right, and, you know, unless you venture out, but then, you know, it's just great because we have, you know, you get to Fort Wayne, and they have such a, uh, a rich sports background you know and then you have you can get to Dayton you can get to Cleveland you get to Columbus but I just don't think and and it a lot of people say it's biased for being from here but again 
I work in every part of the state throughout the course of the year for a good amount of time. I just don't think there's anything as far as high school athletics like Northwest Ohio in the state. You mentioned Fort Wayne, too. I mean, Fort Wayne, you got a little bit of everything up there. You got hockey, baseball. I mean, you got a G League team in the Mad Ants. I mean, pretty much Fort Wayne, is that the biggest market close to you guys? Um, I mean, I would say Columbus. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But, again, that depends on, if in terms of if you're going west, I would say, yeah, it's the closest immediate. But... You know, the Toledo market, it, you stretch up in towards Ann Arbor and, and the further you go north. But yeah, I, and I, I think Fort Wayne's like a bigger, a bigger portion of this area because I can be to the Indiana state line in like half an hour from where I live. So it, we used to get Fox 55 out of Fort Wayne when I was a kid. That's, that's what we got. So we got a lot of Cubs and White Sox games. But, you know, you can be to Fort Wayne, you can be to Parkview Field, you can watch them play, and you can go watch them play the Dragons. Exactly. You I know? mean, those are the future Padres there, which always weirded me out that San Diego and Fort Wayne just had distance. I mean, can't really see I, the Padres, right? I think that they got uh kind of – I always felt like when they signed that deal, which I think is up this year, by the way, uh, at the end of this season – that they kind of got what was left because Fort Wayne was a new market around the same time that San Diego was a new market. And it was kind of, uh, what do we got left? Oh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but it works out because I saw Corey Kluber pitch at the old stadium in Fort Wayne when he was, he was playing for the Wizards. Fort Wayne Wizards. Amazing I, baseball. I like the Tin Caps name, but the Wizards, that's, that's a classic. I still have to this day a bunch of uh, I have a hat and uh, a hoodie from the time my wife and I went that it was cold and I always felt like it was always cold there. They did a nice job of making sure I bought fifty dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> Is it wizard stuff by any chance? Oh yeah, yeah. Now I look at it as it, it turned out to be like the second to last year. So it's genius. It's like keepsakes now, but then I was just thinking I'm cold. Yeah. And that was back then they had Dinger the Dragon, which, you know, huh? with Dayton Dragons, yeah. Well, he was protecting the castle. But where's Wayne the Wizard at? Wayne the Wizard was the dude, although his mascot suit was creepy. I think that might have been part of the problem. Yeah. Actually, I ran into someone that had the old FW logo. It's like, hey, is that a Fort Wayne hat? No, that's Florida Warden's hat. It's like, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, wow. I like no, it. I definitely have it. It's on my shelf in my office. That's really cool. I like, I didn't think we'd talk about Fort Wayne, but yeah, Fort Wayne's really cool <laughs> market. That's okay, though. I mean. It's a lot like Dayton, though. It, it kind of is, except, I don't know. I feel like Fort Wayne sports would. I feel like that's a better sports market just because Dayton's lost so much. I mean, you got the Dragons, and then what? And the Comets. Yeah, oh, you're saying for Dayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see pro hockey coming back in a while, if ever here. But Fort Wayne, you got hockey in the Comets, the Mad Ants, like I previously mentioned, Tin Caps. Is Freedom the f indoor football team they had? That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought too. But whenever I say freedom, I'm thinking Florence and Kentucky. One, because of the water tower, and two, the indie baseball team. 
y'all. Y'all, Florence Mall, y'all. That's a great story, too. It's a terrific mall. It is. It's pretty cool. I want to see UC Health Stadium, though, one day. It's beautiful. I, I, I bet, I bet it is wonderful. I had a, I had a buddy who at the time was a communications director and he's now, uh, in Maine. But, uh, I went a couple years ago on my birthday and watched the game and fire, had fireworks out there. Nice. And a home run derby. They did that. That was pretty neat. This guy kind of cool. Indie baseball's just a different animal from minor and major leagues. This is true. There's been a couple of former Dragons that dropped down to Florence after their season. Member Centerville, Dan Jensen, I believe that's mm-hmm. his name, and Paul Cronenfeld. The most popular thing he ever did, I guess it'd be the most infamous thing he ever did. He got a walk-off hit, but he never touched first base. So technically he was out and the game was still tied. But uh, the umps already left, so yeah. <laughs> League's like, what do you want us to do about it? I think it was Lake County, now that I think about it. <laughs> That's funny. They weren't happy. No, I bet they weren't. Michael, we mentioned that you cover the state of Ohio. What's been some of the favorite venues you've been to? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is the one that I'm super looking forward to adding to this list is coming in February. Um, I am going to make sure that it happens. Fort Loramie which is down kind of towards the Dayton area, uh, Corey Britton, their head boys basketball coach, put me on to the fact that February 9th, 2019, they're playing in Indiana. They're playing at the Hoosiers gym. Oh, Knightstown. Yep, and I've been there twice. And I love the movie. I love Gene Hackman. And he asked me if we could do it. And my response Let's say the lesser version was yes. <laughs> it might have been a little bit different, but for the for this point, it was yes immediately. So uh, that's going to happen. So that's going to be on that list. I know someone that was trying to put a semi-pro basketball team there. Yeah, I got a call about that too. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I I might have helped shut that down. Um, gosh, where I don't know. I I really like. As weird as this sounds, doing semi-pro football has afforded me the opportunity to broadcast at some really nice places that I've been a fan of and some really terrible places. <laughs> um, and anyone who's ever done anything, any kind of broadcasting outside of the minor leagues, or outside of the major leagues rather, the minor leagues, they have these stories too, yeah. have stories where you kind of got to make things work. And I did a game one time. This is one of my favorite favorite places I was looking forward to for like a year when I saw the schedule come out. It was at Youngstown State University. Ah, uh, YSU. And uh, it was great until we get there. And let's just say I swindled my way into the press box because this team <laughs> paid a very significant fee to rent Youngstown State. And, um, you know, they just put the new field turf in and all that. But they're putting in new 4K HD video boards, (laughs) meaning there are currently no scoreboards. And you're way up in the box, and you don't have the malt box feed, you know, to your stuff about the crowd mic, or you can't open the windows because you're a couple hundred feet in the air. And 
what I didn't know was that the second half was being played under a running clock. Mm. We were up 35 nothing. the team that I broadcast for at the time. And uh, apparently a wedding had paid to have their wedding. They're both YSU grads. On the field, we started uh, that game, I think, around like 3 o'clock. And I think their wedding started at 5. So we weren't oh. done. So <laughs> the game gets uh, an interception, and it just randomly stops. Well, again, I'm high in the booth. No one tells me this. So they just walk off the field. So I said, well, I guess it's time for the wedding. The game's over. Did you broadcast the wedding? I thought about it. If uh, <laughs> I could have gotten some money and one of the other guys wasn't my ride, I probably would have. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now spike the ball like wrong. Right. Please don't spike the wife. <laughs> oh, God. It's not going to work. Spike, spike the floral arrangement. Boom. Right. Um, but I would say there, that was still pretty cool because, you know, growing up, I got to see, you know, on TV with Maurice Claret and, and the uh, Jim's era and all that when they were winning titles. <clears throat> and uh, it, it just, it was really neat. Ohio Stadium, I've I've done a couple of times, which is, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I still can respect the tradition and the pageantry of it. It's still also very odd because you're about 170 feet up in the air. Mm. Off the field. And my color guy is deathly afraid of heights. Oh, boy. So, <clears throat> to make things worse, every time I came back from a break, I would say things like, back here high atop Ohio Stadium. <laughs> or, hey, Denny, did you know that the playing field is 168 feet below us? Oh, I bet Denny was probably cursing up a storm off the mic like you. Well, it's also 11 o'clock in the morning, so he's already had to deal with me for like four hours by this point. <laughs> so he's not happy about that, you know. <laughs> but that's the great thing about having partners that you have a good rapport with. They'll they'll pretty much go through anything. But I, w- I would say those two, um, there have been a, a lot of neat places that are sentimental to me mm-hmm. for various reasons. <clears throat> about uh, two years ago, I got to do a game. And I had never done this before at uh, the high school that I went to here in town. I did the girls game and it was special to me because in the afternoon they played at the gym that I grew up in. They've since built one of those bigger schools, yeah. you know, with big multi-purpose everything. But it, it was neat. And it's funny because I, I must have remembered it differently because the, uh, Press box itself barely fit two people. And it wasn't the greatest thing ever for anyone but me, but growing up, that's the place I always wanted to do a game from. And I've been fortunate that I've done, you know, soccer, football, baseball from uh, the other venues at the school, but those are always special. I mean, there are uh, the Schottenstein Center, obviously, is another one. Uh, my my personal favorite is the Stroh Center at Bowling Green. Just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, both fifth third fields in in uh, Ohio. Actually, jokingly, I I just did a game in Finley in their field, their high or their uh, sorry, their college field for the University of Finley is also called fifth third field. 
So there's so if I can get the one in Michigan, I'll have all four. So there's three just right off 75 like that. Right. Nice. Exactly. Fifth third, stop investing in ballparks. Invest in something <laughs> else. Just, I, no, I mean, they keep me in business, so have that, have that keep happening. I, I knew about Dayton and Toledo, but Finley, I had no idea about. Yeah, you could, you could almost hit 75 with where it's at. Huh. It's called the Marathon Diamonds. Makes sense, cause that's where Marathon's headquartered, located, something like that? Yes. Yes. It's also Flag City, USA, too. That's what they tell me. That's what, that's what the signs say, but I, I don't know. I, so I'm a Ben Roethlisberger, too. Oh yeah, it's collegiate home, Oxford. A little bit of both. Now you mentioned the Stroh Center. Uh, the first year I did Centerville Elks <laughs> high school hockey, we went up to Bowling Green. Actually, we went up there twice. But we took on the Perrysburg Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. That that hockey arena is beautiful, and I got to sit in the actual press row. It's really really cool. Yeah, I have uh, I've said it pretty much everywhere. We've been fortunate that a lot of the schools that we cover go up there year after year. And, uh, usually, usually at some point meet Perrysburg or Archbold or Lima Central Catholic, but it, it's always fun. I, I absolutely love that place. And it used to be a lot more fun when you could get Miles Pizza on the way home. What happened to Miles Pizza? It's now gone. Oh. It's a, it was a sad day. I see. Now, have you got to do any games at Toledo? I know it's just, up the road on 75. Um, not outside of the Mud Hens Park, no. Because it always ends up that Lima Senior, for instance, always plays at UT. Mm-hmm. But it's always while we have a uh, state or something because they're always around behind for the boys. Yeah. So it always ends up being regionals when someone's up there and I'm always in Columbus. I see. I was just curious on that. I mean, you get to do a lot of games at the Stro. I figured, you know, maybe get to do games at UT. I, I've i actually only been in that arena once. A couple of years ago, we went, a uh, year before last, went and saw the Notre Dame women just go nuts on Toledo. Let's see. Well, there's one Toledo Rocket that's in the minors now, Ross Adolph. Yep, did I, a bunch of his high school games, too. I never... I never got to see the Rockets play at home, obviously, since I'm from here. But get to see Ross Adolph at Wright State in Dayton at least once a year. So I, I saw his uh, his high school games, and then he played for the Finley Post Three Legion that we cover, hmm. and he was a beast even then. Now you talk about Legion. I know you cover Legion games. What's that like? Well, I'm actually supposed to do that tonight. As weird as that is. <laughs> um, it's no different. Rain. It's different, but I, I think in terms of preparation, it's like doing an all-star game all the time because, you know, it kind of gives you uh, more background. You know, you can say where you get a regular high school team. All right. He's five, nine, one sixty. He bats right-handed. You know, if a team doesn't give you much more than that, well, you know, that's what you get. But, it's great because the team that we cover, the Ottawa Fighting 63rd, they, uh, they're made up of kids from Putnam County, mostly. And I cover all their high school games throughout the course of the years, you know, whether it be basketball or 
in one school's case, football. The other ones don't have football. Um, but it, it just, it makes for a really neat thing because it allows you, and you know, baseball is the easiest way to tell stories. Yeah. You got so There are time. times though, there are times though, you can't find anything <laughs> about teams online, like as if they don't exist. So you, you know, you kind of have to talk to people beforehand and figure some things out. Yeah, I get that. I mean, when I first started covering high school games, I, you know, trying to find stuff was incredibly difficult. But nowadays, almost every conference has their own website, which, you know, is great. But, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, it's part of telling the story. I will say that's my big thing that I love about the area down there is what you just mentioned. Everybody has a website. And the G-Walk website, the CBC, are just amazing. It makes me wonder what's going to happen with the whole G-Walk reformation. Well, the team splitting away, they said they want to recreate the Miami Valley League, which is something that's been around for a long time. So, I mean... I kind of felt like it was top half versus bottom half. Yeah, except Tipkanu held their own in the G-Walk, you can argue. Well, I mean, there's always one exception. Yeah, that's true. Uh, G-Walk, that's staying. They're still going to be called the G-Walk, and it's going to be, what is it, 10 schools? <laughs> I, I believe so, yeah. It's somewhat great Western Ohio conference. I almost called league for a minute. Good enough. Uh, Southwestern Buckeye League, when that when I found out they have a website, I'm like, yes, finally, because back then I did lot of Preble County games because it's close to home and I don't have to travel as much. Which is a great thing for broadcasters. People don't get that enough. No, no. I mean, the more you can give broadcasters, the more we give back. Right. And we sound better because we're not half asleep. Exactly. I mean, but, well, you know, I mean, maybe every league will have a website. Cross County Conference had a website, got rid of it, then opened a new website up. So when I help out Scott Ward at uh, WTGR, I still have a little something. By the way, how great is he? Great guy. Great guy. Guest on episode, what was it, 29? Yeah, 29. Not, I'll have to listen to that because I love that dude. He, uh, I, I've been fortunate to do a handful of her sales games the last handful of years, and uh, he's just amazing. There are a lot of people who are territorial when it comes to, you know, we cover X team, you're coming in and, and doing it. I, I have never seen the point of being like that is for instance, during the girls basketball tournament, the last four years, I've been fortunate to having uh, a great run with Ottawa Glendorf and anybody who has reached out to me about, Hey, we know you guys do all of OG's games. I've given them whatever they need. And that's, now, granted, there are probably a couple things I kept for myself, but... Oh, yeah, but that's you know. that's what it's about, giving back, you know, helping helping your brethren out there. Well, I've always been told if someone takes the time to reach out to you, that means they think enough of you, of what you do. So why wouldn't you help them out? Exactly. There's a lot of broadcasters I know that are like that, and... You know, it's a better field because of it. 
when there's times that I'm questioning my own future, you know. You know. I mean, just remember, everybody's doing the same thing. Exactly. No one's better than the other in terms of that. Yep. Now, Michael, I want to talk a little bit about the current project you're doing with Nate Stidham, who is also a broadcaster up there in northwestern Ohio. Good guy, too. And what do you two do? <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. We're talking about other broadcasters and helping other people. I am kind of going back and forth here for a split second. Hmm. Nate, a couple of years ago, Nate approached me about, you know, hey, man, like, broadcasting is something I want to do. I don't have formal training, any of that, you know, like a lot of people. I mean, I only went for a quarter to college, but picked some things up along the way Mm -hmm. 20 years ago now. Um, But uh, I, if I ever do anything in broadcasting, it'll be because people have come to me to ask me things. And I've always considered, I don't know, myself approachable, and a lot of people might argue with that, but that's fine, in that I will always go out of my way to help younger broadcasters who want to uh, make something. And people can argue with me about a lot of things, but I feel like that's the one thing that's irrefutable. I will always go out of my way to help other broadcasters. And... You know, he did that in the last couple of years. He's been doing some stuff with us and he, whether fortunate or unfortunate, has spent a lot of time in the car with me. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, it's similar to, I talk about doing pro wrestling. The boys used to spend a lot of time in the car going venue to venue and they would just talk about the business. And that's how you would, you would, uh, be indoctrinated is you'd be told, Hey, sit down, shut up and listen. Well, he's done that, and, you know, I I basically just tell him, like, hey, here's what I didn't like about what you did. Here's what I did. And to his credit, some people can take that as good criticism. Some can't. He has the ability to do that. So it's kind of morphed out through the last couple of years where we wanted to do something that was kind of like an us project. And we uh, we created this – for all intents and purposes, a podcast called Mike and Nate on Sports. And <clears throat> every Tuesday, except for next Tuesday because it's my birthday and we're doing it the night before, mm-hmm. it uh, we go on Facebook Live on our Z Sports Live Facebook and just talk about whatever. Now, the second part of it is I have a pretty extensive phone book of coaches and people uh, in the area. And it's not necessarily always just uh, local sports, but we talk to them for 10 or 15 minutes. Sometimes it goes longer, depends on the conversation. And then talk about, you know, the NBA finals or the NHL finals or my obsession with Las Vegas or whatever random sports-related thing comes up. And it's really fun because it it is helping, I can see, kind of bring him further and further out of a shell, have people know him. Because, you know, you can't build an empire overnight. No, it takes time. I mean, in 10 years, I feel like I'm just have my foot in the door, you know? I understand that. I mean, I've been doing this podcast, you know, as a way to 
kind of get back to the Dayton sports area, but I don't consider this to be, you know, huge in anyone's eyes. I do it because I want to. But, yeah, I mean, you have a good following. I've seen it online, so you're clearly doing something right that people enjoy. And that's all it's about. Yeah. Inform me and entertain me. It just so happens that that project works because I'm quite opinionated. Whether I mean to be or not. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's he's very good at cutting that back against the middle. You said it's on Facebook Live? Yes, it's on, uh, it's facebook.com slash zsportslive. Or facebook.com slash ZSL. That's where all the episodes are. I've watched a couple of those, and you guys do work well together, so it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool I think that it. helps too. You can, it's one thing I always try to tell people: like, you can't fake chemistry. You can fake a lot of things, but not chemistry. No, I mean, if you can tell if someone's enjoying one's company and isn't, so now especially can, video, you can't you can't hide that. Yeah, video, you you see everything. Audio, you can tell by the tone of the voice, everything, long silences. So I get that. What all have you talked about on the podcast? It's more of a question of what haven't we talked about, to be honest with you. Um, okay, what like haven't I said, you talked about on the podcast? There's not very much. Uh, I'm Again, I make references, and he looks at me blankly because he was born in, like, 92. Hmm. Um. So, I'm only, what, I'm only four years older than him and I get the references? I, you I, know, yeah, what a, This generation. Uh, right. Uh, that might need, not even be right, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think he's probably going to argue with me about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's usually topical, whatever is going on that week. I mean, we talked a lot the last couple of weeks about uh, the NBA Finals about the impending free agency doom that's about to hit everybody. Uh, the NHL, we talked a little bit about the World Cup, but we kind of just let that go. Um, we talked some UFC a couple weeks ago with CM Punk. Uh, just a lot of whatever's going on that week, plus it's a lot of promoing things that we have coming up, which right now is a lot of Legion baseball. And uh, just about a week and a half, I actually have a game in Sydney down there so nice. we'll talk about that probably next week very very nice now you mentioned z sports live as one of the stations you broadcast for where else do you call games i need like a rolodex card just to point all this out <laughs> um well z sports live and wzoq radio are both online you can get them on TuneIn, or uh, if you have an android you can get the app but that's been a big one throughout my career. I was just talking about this the other day. About 10, 10 or so years ago, I was just doing Lima Warriors football online, the semi-pro team up here. Mm-hmm. And we did this thing one night. Me, Steve Weiner, Dave Bonsigna, who owns and runs eSports Live, and my ex-partner, Ben Sherman. And we did this thing where we... <laughs> I don't know why. It seemed like a good idea at the time. You know how that goes. Yeah, those are the best. Flip, we flip partners, and myself and Steve Weiner end up doing uh, a quarter of this game together because we were covering 
the game for our website, and then they were covering the game to help get, you know, the Warriors out there. Well, so I started doing stuff with them, and it just kind of becomes a thing. Steve and I do games together for a handful of years <clears throat> until he his real job got in the way. And uh, I started branching out after that. And one of the places that I was able to get hired is a radio station in Salina called WKKI. That's well, where, now, that's go ahead. Jim Hyatt works, right? That's where he worked. Worked? Oh, yeah, now he's now in Lima. He's in Lima now. But that's he's who right. hired me. So I joke with him all the time about he's the only person who have actually hired me twice in my life. <laughs> because he actually gave me my first radio job when I was just barely 17 years old, uh, coming out of an internship of six months at the station across town in Salina that is viewed as their rival. So that's always amusing to me. Hmm. But uh, I'm the sports director there now, and we do a lot of the MAC and the WBL. We also have uh, St. Mary's football. And coming up August 24th, we kick off for 40th year of having the Rough Riders on air. Nice. Um, and, you know, that lends us to a little further south. And uh, I believe this year they're they're going through the south for their playoffs. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that has been just a blast. Uh, let's see. I do uh, Ohio Raiders semi-pro football, which we run through WZOQ because we've just – figured out how to make that a brand. Mm -hmm. um, I work for a, a couple of local TV stations up here. One is called MK Telco that I actually, for the first time, one of my friends from uh, St. Mary's asked me to do women's college lacrosse. And I had never done lacrosse before. So I prepped for two straight days and it was like a 20 to two game or something like that. So that was something. And then I found out how different men and women's lacrosse are, but I'm doing some stuff hopefully with them in the fall with soccer and volleyball and uh, different sports. Also, what else am I doing? I do a lot of freelance stuff. Um, I just did uh, some AAU with uh, the guys from Flying to the Hoop. It was in Mason. Um, it, it's so many things, man. You know how that goes when... You're just trying to hustle, and every once in a while, different things come up. Yeah, I mean, you hustle with your jobs, and then more opportunities come. You hustle, and it's a lot of hustle. It's kind of how that's gone. I, I've managed to turn one thing into three or four things at a time. It's very impressive, and some of them envious, because every time, every time I see you on social media, I blink. It's like, hey, I'm covering this game. Like, <laughs> you're everywhere. Slow down. And I don't mean, like, it's weird because somebody pointed it out to me that it seemed like I was bragging, and that wasn't my intent. No. My intent, my intent of it was, hey, a 10-year-old me is enamored by the fact that I just got, for anyone who knows they'll get this, just got to sit and talk to AJ Styles, who right now works for WWE and is one of the biggest wrestlers on the planet. Well, I got to sit and interview him a couple of years ago, and for as long as I can remember, I've been a fan of AJ Styles. And I, I guess I got to the point in my life where I can have an, I can talk to somebody and not 
freak out. Which is a very hard thing in this business if you meet enough people. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, the big thing to remember is athletes are human too. I mean, they're just having, you know, a much more funner job than, you know, most people. That's always been my thing too, is they're just people. If you're cool to them, they'll be cool to you. But, you know, it, it wasn't meant, those things aren't meant as a brag. It's just like, Look at this. For me, I feel like, holy cow, I'm getting to do this. And my thing about social media has always been you can get in a lot of trouble with it. Mm-hmm. But I've tried to use it as a uh, kind of – I said entertain me and inform me. Okay, well, the inform you part is going to be the broadcast. Well, I can't inform you if I don't tell you or inform you where the broadcast is located. So there's here's the link. Well, also, I don't know about other people, but I am a huge nerd for behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. And I think it's cool to where uh, – I always tweet pictures of not just where I've been or where I'll be, but, like, what my setup looks like from where we are. And I had a couple of ADs laugh, and they're like, well, that's pretty cool, you know. You get to see – you know, it, it's all about – perspective and i feel like tweeting that and i'm fortunate enough in life that i have just under 1500 people who follow me for some reason that uh it's like here here's a view of what i'm doing i would love to see what other people are doing something that i need to start doing more thing is during the summer i just mainly do dayton dragons games as the scoreboard op anymore so pretty much i have one view and i keep taking a picture of that it's like stop it (laughs) yeah but you can use different filters you can move two steps to your right yeah i mean i thought about that i took a picture of the sideboards just make sure that didn't spell captains because uh (laughs) one day i can't see them from my seat very well i can't see the letters but if i go down there and check it's like oh yeah captains is spelled right cool so yeah. Did I, you uh did you get to talk to Lake County Sky while you were down while they were down there? A little bit. Um I love nice Andrew. Guy. Nice guy, yeah. I actually got to sit not that long ago, you talked about Lake County earlier, uh I he let me sit in on a game and just watch him work and it was the most fascinating thing to me because, you know, I fancy myself that I can call baseball, but it, it it made me realize he does it at an exceptionally high level, and I and I don't mean this as a slight. I just meant it's more of a thing of baseball is the same at every level. It's just a matter of everything else that goes on. And he does a terrific job with their media department. But I realized as I was listening, you know, if you can call Chuck Swirsky is the play by play guy of the Chicago Bulls. Just as a quick aside, mm-hmm. he once told me if you can call high school basketball and do it well, you can do the NBA with no problem. And his thought process on that was, it's just basketball. It makes sense. I mean, the sport's the same, except when you get to the majors, there's only a finite amount of jobs available. Right. NHL, there's 31 radio play-by-play, and some don't have TV broadcasters. I think Carolina is the team that just has the one play-by-play guy. Not sure on that. Oh, by the way, do you see that Carolina's going to wear Hartford Whalers jerseys for one, maybe two games? Uh, and if they sell, they'll probably wear them for a couple more. I, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, how could you? How could you, <laughs> I should say? I mean, that's, um, yeah. I, hey, you gotta, you gotta know where you came from. Exactly. Literally, in this case. I mean, most teams don't bother with that, just like new identity, new us, but Carolina, you know, outside that one Stanley Cup, what do you really know him for? So that my brother went and had a time, a good time at one of their games. That's about it. You remember back a few seasons ago when the Florida Panthers, they didn't have plexiglass to repair their pain, so they had to put up a piece of wood, and the people sitting behind <laughs> it were angry? I would be too if I paid what they paid. Oh, I, I'm glad I could see it. Hopefully the goalie's as good as advertised, this piece of wood. It looks to me like he's stopping everything. <laughs> Michael, we worked together as uh, broadcasters. The first, the first time yeah. we worked together was on the TV station in Springfield that you mentioned. It was for a boys' basketball game, Springfield Shawnee hosting Kenton Ridge. I remember that game because I was nervous as I'll get out. One, because <laughs> it's my first TV game. Two, I'm working with someone that you know I don't hardly know at the time, so. So, and also, you don't, you didn't know this at the time, someone who had only done basketball, broadcast basketball three times before that, and the first time came about three weeks before that. Hey, you fooled me, man. I mean, you carried it, and I'm just like, yep, that sure happened. I'm a color <laughs> commentator. I remember watching it a tiny bit, and I thought I did all right, but, meh. But, but you you look at that, and that's seven years ago, and you think, how far have I come? Every time that I start to feel good about myself and that I you know get a little too high on the horse, I go back and make myself listen to the first time I ever did play-by-play. And it is terrible. But I listen to my stuff from a year ago, and I think, wow, I'm better now than I was then. So it's just about growing. I mean, you were young. Yeah. Neither one of us were great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've done, you know, I've done fair share of growing. I'm better than I was back in 2011. For sure. I think the second time we worked together was that Dayton Sharks game. You can correct me <laughs> on that if um, you're wrong. I think it was the Marion Blue Racers in town. Because yep. I knew time? I knew a bunch of the Blue Racers. Was that the second year of the Sharks? I, I want to say yes. I think so too, because that year was kind of rough on the Sharks. Even though they went six and four, they missed the playoffs, and then that next year never happened because the team kind of just got sucked up and uh, got sucked up and folded. I'll be honest with you. The thing that I was most surprised about, I went down. I remember before the game and talked to a bunch of the Blue Racers that played for Lima Warriors over the years, hmm. and. uh I go down there and I'm standing there talking to him and I, I look down at the quote unquote turf. <laughs> and oh, the, the, to the, okay, to this point, the only arena game I had ever been to was at Nationwide Arena when the Columbus Destroyers were still a thing. Yeah, those, those were the days. I, I hope to see the Destroyers return again, but yeah, you mentioned that and I was like, oh yeah. Um, most of I have never turf. seen so much duct tape in my life. <laughs> That's what I was and, about to say. Most of it's tape. 
I didn't even realize that some of it wasn't even turf carpeting. It was like actual out of someone's house carpeting. <laughs> there was one like, I don't know what you'd call it, like blonde square where it didn't even match. And it was at like the 10 yard line. That's not good. That's probably bad. And I remember Dante, as I was, Dante Barnes, as I was talking to him, we, I about fell down because I moved sideways and about fell on it. You know, dress shoes and fake carpet don't exactly work. No. But that's, that's the takeaway that I remember aside from, uh, you did a great job calling basketball on grass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, thank you, Michael. I mean, you, you helped me in that broadcast a lot. I thought it was one of the better ones I've ever called. But And I hate doing color because I'm not in control because that's just how I, I work. But sometimes like that it works out because I knew a ton about all the players just without even thinking about it. And I know what you mean on that. I mean, play-by-play, play, I feel like I'm in control, so I get that totally. Uh, it takes me to the next semi-pro game we did, West Virginia Lightning and... Uh, who was it? Oh, well, it had to be the Warriors. It was in Cincinnati. It was at Woodward High School. It was. Oh, we did that championship game, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. I remember that. What was it? I forgot about that, to West, be honest with you. I did, too. I didn't put it. Was it was West Virginia in... Lightning, yeah, because Dan Reed, their owner, is one of my buddies. It was a team in red. I don't think it was, it was a Cincinnati playoff team. team. Oh, who was it? It was uh, a... <laughs> okay. For anyone who doesn't know about semi-pro, it's very weird. Um, last year, as a, for instance, the team that I broadcast for, the Ohio Raiders, are in this league called the PAFL, the Premier Adult, the Premier Amateur Football League. And the two teams that face off in the finals, the WPA Wildcats and the Columbus Fire, Columbus wins the championship game, so they get a quote-unquote bid to the national championship game, which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> they they and the Columbus Fire get bids to separate national championship games. That right there is what is wrong with semi-pro, but that's for another podcast. But they both win. Now, the reason I bring that up is this game that Lee's talking about was not for a league title or anything like that. It was for a bid to continue in a random playoff outside of each one of their leagues to get into a quote-unquote national championship game. Just, the team that lost had four losses. So, I don't know. Uh, who was I, I want to say it was River City Ravens. Was it Ravens? I thought there was, I, like, Bulldogs. I just remember they had red jerseys, silver helmets. Well... Semi-pro doesn't, just because it's called one thing doesn't mean it's not yeah. 18 other teams. It's weird. But yeah, I, now that you say that, I remember that. <laughs> because, yeah, West Virginia. And that game was scoreless until, what, the fourth quarter? Something like that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was late. And I remember you took a picture, and we were both frowning, and... <laughs> We were both frowning and just like, we don't agree what the ref's saying. Just like, yeah, that was, that was a fun ending. Yeah, he was just, you know what's funny is every time I go to that field, I've been there about five or six times to do games. It either rains. The next time I was there, uh, the PA guy knocked me off the air and then laughed about it. Uh, something bad happens and it's just one of those places where 
things happen. Yeah. I had honestly forgotten about that. I I did too. I didn't put in the script. I was like, wait, I remember that. That was that was wow. pretty cool. I'll have then, to go back and find that now. Then we did that one uh I think it was girls soccer uh regionals in Salina. Um I would think it'd be district. It might be district. I, I know Region, was, regionals are usually at bigger venues. I know it was postseason. It wasn't regular season. That's the only thing I remember. It was Ottawa Glandorf and Continental. Those are the uh two teams that played and you did play. Right, they played back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that game. And then we worked the 2015 Flying to the Hoop. Which is known for one of the greatest endings in Flying to the Hoop history. The 2015 one? Yep, because that's the one that Wayne beat Finley Prep. And Finley Prep was ranked number one in the country. They beat him in overtime. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because the end of this game is I'm doing play-by-play and Lee's doing color. But if you've ever been to the Trent Arena in Kettering, you know that if that place is rocking as it was that night and people are standing up, if you're in the middle on the top row on the on the walking track where we are, you better be seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both standing on top of chairs. <laughs> I have a hold of him because he's his chair is half upended. So I have a hold of the back of his shirt while he's running the camera, concentrating on the video, and I'm trying to call a game in which I cannot completely see. <laughs> the, because the, Finley Prep, if I remember right, has a kid named Alonzo Trier who was at Arizona. That sounds about right. And uh Wayne... Was their last? I want to say it was their last big run before, um, what it was uh, before the kid went down to Florida. Trice, Demetri Trice, whose uh, sister, by the way, yeah, he he and uh, another kid, but because I remember because the next year he played against his dad. I see. Because they set it up that way, but his sister, by the way, uh, Demetri Trice's sister. Just signed to play at Bowling Green State University. That's cool. So watch out for the Falcons. Also, uh, the second part of my random flying to the hoop Dayton connection, you've got uh, Sydney's Andre Gordon. I, mean, I, I realize I'm stretching Dayton here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's about as north as I go on the podcast. If right. It's in the Miami Valley, you know. Is uh, transferring to play at Huntington Prep, which we all know, but I will be willing to bet you the Huntington Prep ends up at Flying to the Hoop this year. Oh, I mean, how could they not? I mean, one, they've been a common Flying to the Hoop opponent. Two, you got a local kid that's on the team. If they're uh, if they're not there, I'm going to be really surprised. I will tell you, I'm happy as a guy who's doing that game or doing those games to uh, be able to see that. But I'm also happy as a guy who does St. Mary's football that he won't be their starting quarterback in the fall because he is a beast. <laughs> Sonic and Prep have football, or when you go there, do you just play the one sport? I think when you go there, you play one sport because they put a lot of time into you. That makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, people see Huntington Prep and they see you play, therefore, so I get that. 
what I remember from that flying to the hoop, it was Franklin and Montrose <laughs> Christian. I think they're from Maryland, if I remember right. That's where Kevin Durant went. Really? Yep. Nice. I just remember going down to get pronunciations, and I'm standing on the court, and I'm just looking at this crowd, and I'm like, this place is packed. Thank God I don't have to try to find a parking spot. Right. That's because you got there super early. Exactly. Well, it helped that I was there all day, too, so. And I remember Walnut Hills, Maceo Teague. He scored uh, he was... 52 points in that game for Walnut Hills. That was that was a great performance. Yeah, he uh, he put up a lot of great performances. But the thing that I remember is I actually was not there that night uh, because that was the Saturday night game. And I was back home. So I, I think I did Friday, Sunday, Monday that year, if I remember right. And I'm getting these updates. And it's like, Luke Kennard is 32 of 34 from the free throw line. Luke Kennard is 36 of 38 from the free throw line. Luke Kennard hit 41 free throws. <laughs> what is happening? I mean, he, he drew a lot of fouls. He broke the state record for three throws that game, I remember. I told everybody that, uh, I said, hey man, uh, my buddy's doing that game. They're like, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could do more flying to the hoop games. I, I really enjoy my time there. I, I enjoy that every year. I mean, just how much goes through Kettering and how much it pumps money into the Dayton region. Just, it's, it's amazing what that event does. It is a very, very long set of days on the other side. Four days of basketball. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. I am too. Well, I would. By be. the way, do you remember? Do you know who the alt tournament team was that year? The alt tournament team. Yeah. Um. Well, I figure Kennard's got to be on Just, it. I was, yeah, Kennard's on it. Josh Jackson. Yeah. Caleb Swanigan, who just uh, graduated wow. from Purdue. Trey Landers, Wayne. I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, Curtis Jones from Huntington Prep. They're all pretty good. I mean, I was thinking about Swanigan. I was pretty happy, you know. I, I was cool to see him. They picked Purdue. It was like, that kid's going to have a nice career. <laughs> yep. That, there that, are a lot of kids I've seen that way. It's just, it's amazing to think how successful flying to the hoop is in terms of these athletes going to the next step and to the big dance and, you know, NBA. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, they kudos to Eric, and they bring in a lot of stars even before they are, uh, quote-unquote, become stars. It's amazing just, you know, how many have gotten that chance, and they've been through flying to the hoop. They played in Dayton. We got to see them, and now they're on the big stage. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and it, I think I have to send Eric Horseman a bill. <laughs> I I really hope that I'll get invited back to fly into the hoop, either to broadcast or what have you. That was the only one I got invited to in 2015. So I would like to hear Eric on this podcast. I need to get a hold of Eric. And see if he'll give me some time on that. I mean, he's on 1410 a couple times when, you know, it's flying to the hoop. Probably need to get a hold of him before 
football season just because of the fact that they have the backyard blitz now at Centerville. I would say that would be a good idea. Thank you for the that idea. That idea. Thank you for that idea. That's what I do. Michael, like you mentioned, you work with a lot of broadcasters and you take them under your wing. Uh, what are some words that you give to the broadcaster hopeful? You know, it's so funny. I read this the other day when he sent this to me, and I've been thinking about how to put it into words. If you if you cannot or, you know, because life gets in the way, go all in, don't. Meaning don't do it because I I joke all the time that this is my obsession because I love basketball season because it goes one thing to another. And I found that sitting at my kitchen table where I do a lot of my work right now that uh, if you, you can't devote time to make sure that I don't know for that moment you're the best it, it's maybe not something for you to do it, and it's not because you want to be the best and you should yeah it's for the it, it's for the kids you want to be the best for them you know I I am blessed in my life that I have uh, people come up to me all the time and say thank you you know, uh, Aunt Betty was listening from Florida, and she's just over the moon right now that, you know, it's about people. And if you don't like people, it's also the wrong business. Yeah. But be gracious and be humble, but do your work. 95% of the things that irritate me in broadcasting are people who clearly just Eh, I can show up and wing it. Yeah, that's not how it works. I, I I don't like those people either. It's just like, do you not care about the whole thing? I mean, I mean, you should care about the kids again. Like that's my biggest thing. But I would say, you know, everybody's going to say find a good broadcasting school and all, that, and that's all well and good. But as a kid who kind of took a different route that way. I don't necessarily think you have to do that. You know, some people's school is just not for. They're different types of learning, but I would suggest it because it will make your road much easier because broadcasting is not about necessarily what you know. It's about who you know. Exactly. And plus, majority of the jobs out there, they require you have a bachelor's degree. Right. I mean, you can get around that. You have enough experience, but I would suggest that you don't. It's just just do the work, you know, and love what you do because put in perspective, at the end of the day, it's calling a game. Have fun with it. There are a lot of people that I guess want it to be uptight or staunchy. I've never been one of those people. I would like for you to walk away at the end of the night thinking, that guy, I was amused and I knew what was going on. But just be yourself. There are a lot of people I've noticed lately that are trying to be, you know, you're trying so hard to be Marv Albert or Vin Scully or anybody else that it doesn't shine through who you are. Be yourself. Be a good person. You know, don't be a jerk to other people. It's basically 
general life lessons, but yeah, but they're know, also it sounds simple because it is. They're also you know big career lessons too. I mean, you're in a people first business. Treat them how you want to be treated, and don't say stupid things on social media. No, try not. That's to also that. a big one. Be you know, be entertaining and informative, but you know don't. You can have your opinions too, but just don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk on social well, media. Well, I live by I live by a rule of I will not say anything about you that I would not say to you. Yeah. Because then you never have to explain yourself. Exactly. I mean, you have people that do that. I remember one hockey broadcaster did. And someone commented, this is boring. So I check out their YouTube channel. All they do is Minecraft. Like, nice. So you, <laughs> so you should be. And to each their own. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Minecraft. I have it on my phone and play when, you know, when I'm bored. But it's like, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But, yeah, it's just a matter of always be yourself you know if i've always been told if you're not authentic people will know they might not know you but they'll know oh something's not right here people have that sense type of thing and like you said earlier in the podcast it's about chemistry right yeah there are plenty of times where you can feel like you are doing pretty well you're the greatest. You're the greatest uh, play-by-play guy, or or whatever in the world, and you just have a guy who wants nothing to do with you. And I had that happen a couple of years ago, and it's just unfortunate. But sometimes you just got to push through. Michael, this has been great, and thank you for joining me on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope you had fun as well. Yeah, I absolutely I have a blast. Uh, we'll do the reverse of this. I'll have you on mine at some point. That sounds great. If people want to follow you on social media or listen to your broadcast, where are you directing them to? So Twitter is at Michael Hearn PBP. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Michael Hearn PBP. There's a good chance if you want to find something that I'm doing. Wherever it is on social media, it involves the words Michael Hearn PBP. Um, <laughs> let's see, what am I doing? Tonight we're doing Legion Baseball, which is uh, the 28th. So this will air after that. Uh, um, uh, that is on uh, WZOQ Radio, which is at zsportslive.com. Football coming up in the fall is on WKKI. It is uh, also semi-pro football every Saturday night. From now until September nice. is on WZOQ radio at seven o'clock every Saturday night. But yeah, a lot of big things. My website is always updated. MichaelHearn.com. That's where I put stuff so that people remember. Folks, go follow this man. He's a good guy. Michael, got any final Thank words you. to wrap up uh, 46? Words of advice. Uh, just, li- go back and listen to every one of these other podcasts. Well, I just mean like final words, just like, you know. As long as they're not curse words or something dirty, you know. I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. I like that. Michael, Look thank, <laughs> thank you so much, all right? Thank you. This has been episode 46 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown.
Thank you for listening to the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Acast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, Radio Line, Player.fm, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Overcast.fm, BeyondPod, Podbait.fm, and listen notes by searching Gem in the Queen's Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown, and follow on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Follow the host on Twitter and Facebook at The Lee W. Mowen. Visit TheLeeWMowen.com and GemCitySports.com. Music provided by FreestockMusic.com. Thank you.